going on, family? Happy Wednesday. Welcome to another edition of The Faction. I hope you guys are doing well. Hope you've had a great week. Hope life is good for you. There has been so much, and I do mean so much going on, and it is just exciting to be here with you guys and to hang out with you. Listen, thank you for your continued support of all things connected to The Faction. You guys are absolutely amazing. It has been an incredibly busy week. I'm going to tell you about some of the things that have been going on, but I want to say thank you for your continued support, whether it is on the socials at The Faction Show, or if you are subscribed to our podcast, or if you're in that beautiful cross-section that does both, thank you so much. And if you're one who interacts, man, I appreciate you so very much. If you're brand new, welcome aboard. I know we've got some new folks that are joining us from some other spaces, so welcome to the faction we have a lot of fun here feel free to subscribe and make sure you click those notifications on our socials so you can be abreast of when things are happening with us so before i get into some of the other news i just kind of want to update you on some crazy things that are happening so If you don't know, I'm already a part of a wonderful show called WWT Live, which airs live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Twitch at twitch.tv slash wwtalkpod. It is an amazing show on the Women's Wrestling Talk Network, headed up by the amazing TK Trinidad. And basically, if you could think TMZ Live for Pro Wrestling, that's what this is. Myself and a number of other amazing podcast hosts slash content creators in the world of pro wrestling come together to bring you up to the minute news. It's crazy. You're able to chat and be involved. So by all means, check it out, including tonight, WWT Live. It's incredible. We'll be posting about it on the socials as well. Also, some great ways if you want to check out what we're doing in the world of commentary, SHW's latest episode, which is SHW 42, Rumble Jack, just hit IWTV this week. And then tomorrow night is the premiere of Battle Slam, The Takeover, featuring Little Scrappy in his singles debut against Baron Black. It's crazy. The entire card is lit. So trust me, check that out tomorrow on Fight TV for free, 7 p.m. Eastern. This Battle Slam thing is something absolutely special. Now that we've got that out of the way, there's a lot of news to get into. The excitement in the world of pro wrestling about Triple H's WWE is something that just cannot be missed. It has really brought new life to the WWE and its fan base. So think back to how SummerSlam felt. It felt like a breath of fresh air And truth be told, the rest of the WWE has as well. So we're seeing all kinds of interesting things, including this past Friday on SmackDown, the return of Hit Row. Amazing. I do mean amazing. Now, of course, it is Hit Row 3 versus all four, which included Swerve Strickland. And that's because obviously Swerve is a current tag team champion over in AEW. Now, what most may not realize is that Top Dollar, B-Fab, and Ashante, the Adonis, are the original three members of Hit Row. Most of us never saw that version of Hit Row because when Hit Row was introduced to us, it was introduced to us with Swerve as the lead, but that was not the original plan 
for Hit Row. So what we're now getting to see is Hit Row as they were intended. And as much as I love Swerve, and I do, I think this actually bodes very, very well for the remaining three members of Hit Row. They are incredible musicians and artists, and they are killing it in the ring. Their response was amazing, and so I'm intrigued to see what's going to happen with them. I want to talk a bit about the brilliance of WWE right now because it is a very brilliant place. Think about what's being done with Dexter Loomis. This is just it's just brilliant. It is It is brilliant. He may show up at any time, but it does seem like he is somehow targeting AJ Styles. Why? I don't know, but I think time is going to tell, and it's going to be amazing. Monday Night Raw this week was probably the best episode cover to cover of Monday Night Raw I have seen in years. It was all about great wrestling. We're seeing Kevin Owens like really turn over a new leaf in an amazing match with Drew McIntyre. Bobby Lashley and AJ Styles, first time ever for the U.S. Championship. What? And then how about this team of Mustafa Ali or Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander? I like this team. Now, in case you missed the news, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, who had been the last remnants of the Hurt Business, are no more. They were actually broken up in a rather clandestine way. And I mean that to say they were broken up on a match on main event. Now, I didn't even know that main event actually still aired, but it does. And in it airing, it aired a match with Cedric Alexander versus Shelton Benjamin. And Cedric Alexander won that match. So it is clear that the last remaining remnants of the Hurt Business are gone. It's done. It's over. I won't say never to return, but it certainly looks like it's not returning anytime soon. With that said, Cedric Alexander back to his old music with some new ring gear and a new lease on life. If you think about it, this tag match that he had with Mustafa Ali against The Miz and Ciampa was a great match. A great match. So I think we're really getting to see careers revived. We're seeing wrestling returning to the WWE. And the turn pro wrestling is being used on WWE television. It is the small, subtle, yet vital changes that are showing us the direction of the WWE with Triple H at the helm. And it is a beautiful thing to see. I am loving it. I am excited. And it's got me excited for a few things. Clash at the Castle seems like it's going to be pretty special. I know Triple H has something great planned for that. We've got the Women's Tag Team Title Tournament, which is popping off, and it's looking great. I'm very interested to see what will happen this Friday as the two NXT upstarts, Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark, will make their SmackDown debut in this tag team tournament. I'm intrigued to see what's going to happen. They're taking on the team of Natalia and Sonya Deville. Interested to see what will happen with this, and obviously we'll be watching that on Friday. But yeah, things are just getting very, very interesting on all fronts in WWE, including 
NXT. So NXT Heat Wave took place last night. And I'll give one spoiler in case you're concerned about spoilers. You can just pause or just fast forward quickly because I won't spend a lot of time on this. But there were two significant developments that happened. First of all, great matches all the way across the board. Great, great matches. But the significant developments, first and foremost, Santos Escobar is gone from NXT after losing that match against Tony D'Angelo. So Tony D'Angelo can now be credited for taking Ciampa and Santos Escobar out of NXT. I don't know how I feel about that being credited to him, but so be it. With that said, Santos Escobar clearly is heading to the main roster, be that SmackDown or Raw. I'm not sure which brand I want to see him on, but I want to see him. And it's going to be amazing. Now, honestly, I want to see all of Legato go with him. I think him and Legato have something special. And I love when the fans are singing Legato as part of that theme song. Gosh, there's just something special about that foursome. And I really hope that all of them make their way to the main roster. If not, Santos is still going to be special. And Triple H is going to do some amazing things with him. I'm just trying to think... Raw or SmackDown for him, I'm not sure. It might be Raw, but SmackDown, I I could see him on there as well. So it's going to be great. I don't know how soon that's going to happen, but be on the lookout. It'll probably happen sooner than later. So that's exciting stuff happening in WWE. We're going to talk about a few other places with some exciting things that are going on when we come back. I've known Dylan since he was 15. I've known what a crazy fanatic he's been. He never just went and played. So what are you doing? Well, you know, I got to plan the show first. He wants to be the guy shaping. Dylan used to run shows back in his hometown, and ever since he moved to Atlanta, I know that he's been really wanting to start his own company here. I had that fear of not being what's interesting in Atlanta. I said, I'm going to start my own wrestling promotion. You need to get in a room with this guy. Because at the end of the day, wrestling had grown stale in Georgia. I'm like, dude, this guy's ruffling everybody's feathers. Dylan learned that I'm impatient, and I announced that we were going to start a promotion 90 days later. And I knew that I had no content, but that I started to see all the things that he was doing. It was starting to look really professional. Gary had stirred up so much shit. We were gonna be the laughing stock of the entire city if we didn't deliver. Perception's reality. How did we get on Southern Honor? What was the process of them walking over there like, I'm gonna do that? I thought, honestly, he was dead. You hear his brain swelling. I literally thought Southern Honor was probably done. You always told me, if you don't like an idea, come up with a better idea. You're telling me you won't listen to the idea? And we're gonna pack 1,000 people! I couldn't wait for an answer from Chris. We weren't sure. No confirmation. Hey, wow. How about that? Oh. The lights are going out here. The first indie show I've ever done in 23 years was with Southern Honor, and now everyone's talking about this company. Nothing bigger than that's ever gonna happen here. Word a few minutes later. It was extremely hard to maintain relationships because I was working with Gary. I don't know that they would go to war for me. They would go to war for Dylan. Finally, this year is going to be mine. COVID. I can honestly say my last match will be here just because Southern Honor is that special to me. So many things that have happened in my life that you could write on paper and it would read as a book. And Southern Honor is just another chapter. As long as there's a win, 
and there is a U, there will always be SHW. If they're going to make it to the end, they're going to have to work together and not against each other. Somebody call his mama, GB! It's the cat! Ernest Miller! The three-time world karate champion! Unbelievable! And this right here. Look at this face oh, on my mind. Oh, hang on! Wait, what? It's Danny! It's Danny Jordan! Don't do it. I think we all know what he has on mind. This is a total package Lex Luger and you are turned into the faction. All right, guys, so I gave you one of the significant developments that came out of NXT's heat wave event from last night. Here's the other. It was sprinkled throughout the show, and that is the growing presence of NXT UK. So it started with Gallus interfering in a conversation that was happening with the Diamond Mine. They went and beat up all of Diamond Mine. Then backstage, we saw B Priestley, aka Blair Davenport, show up. That was significant. And then at the end of the NXT Championship match, we see the new NXT UK champion Tyler Bate show up with his title. And then there was something very telling that happened at the end. As Vic Joseph said, are we seeing worlds collide? So now we have to go back to pre-pandemic. It was really January of 2020 when we saw worlds collide really become a massive thing as NXT versus NXT UK took place. And it was incredible. You had the undisputed era against Imperium. You had all sorts of amazing things happening. If I remember correctly, there was a triple threat match for the Cruiserweight Championship, which saw Jordan Devlin, now known as JD McDonough, win the Cruiserweight Championship, becoming the first active NXT UK participant to win an NXT championship. Now, there are a lot of questions right now about the future of NXT UK with all of the things that have been going on. Will it continue? Will it not? Well, NXT UK is certainly a brainchild of Triple H with Triple H now at the helm of all of WWE. What will happen? Well, I do think that if Worlds Collide is going to be a thing, this is going to be special. It's going to be very special. And I think, again, we get to see NXT UK on the rise. Now, I'm very intrigued to see what will happen with so many of the NXT UK folks making their way over to NXT. I'm intrigued to see what happens with the tag titles. The tag titles are scheduled to be on the line next week as the current tag champions take on Gallus. So this makes things very interesting to see if we're going to, again, break across NXT and NXT UK lines. So there's been this influx of NXT UK talent, which includes Pretty Deadly, JD McDonough, 
Kaylee Ray, and a few others, Nathan Fraser. So my question now is, if we are going to do Worlds Collide, do those transplants from NXT UK side with NXT or NXT UK? And in case you're missing any of this, you got to go back and check out NXT UK, which airs every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern on Peacock. It's pretty intriguing stuff. Admittedly, I want to catch up on some of it, but I've always loved NXT UK. So with that said, we're going to keep our eyes out for NXT and NXT UK. Is it a merger? Is there a future Worlds Collide event? And if there is, that actually excites me greatly to say the least. So really looking forward to that. An interesting piece of news Apparently, DDP claimed on his podcast recently that Conrad Thompson had approached him about doing a last match, kind of like Ric Flair did, and DDP refused. Now, take that for what it's worth. I will say this, Ric Flair and his last match is starting to look more like Ric Flair's last match tour, but then truth be told... Ric Flair has had about four or five retirement matches in his career, which goes back to like 1996 or 97 or something. So with that said, I don't know if we can really depend on Ric Flair to keep his word in terms of retiring. But I'm curious, do you want to see Flair in another match? Remember, after his quote-unquote last match pay-per-view, he ended up a week later in Puerto Rico, and now he's on record saying he has regretted saying that that was his last match. He still feels like he's got at least one more in him. So I want to get your thoughts on that. So with that said, AEW Dynamite takes place tonight. Really intrigued to see all that's going to be happening in AEW with the return of CM Punk. Obviously, it's leading to CM Punk and John Moxley unifying the championship at All Out in Chicago. I know there are lots of thoughts in terms of who could or should win that match. It seems only right that Moxley would win the match as he has been holding the company down for the last few months. However, the idea of CM Punk losing in Chicago sounds like a riot that's going to happen. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's probably one of the many reasons we'll be watching the all-out pay-per-view on Labor Day weekend. But we have a ways to go before we get that, including a big pay-per-view coming from the NWA. It's a two-day pay-per-view as they represent NWA 74. We still have to talk about Impact pay-per-view from this past weekend and then tomorrow marks the finals of the g1 climax in new japan which good lord it has been going nuts over there so we'll get you updated on that later this week so be on the lookout for that and make sure you're following us again check out shw42 on iwtv if you're new to iwtv check this out you can go to independentwrestling.tv use the special promo code shw and you can get the first five days for free super cool and then battle slam premieres on fight tv tomorrow night 7 p.m eastern it's totally free i hope you'll get a chance to check it out i'm on the call along with suge d and i didn't even mention that we were part of a brand new promotion that kicked off this weekend it's called championship district wrestling it's here in atlanta myself and brandon benefield who uh we are thickest thieves from shw we are the commentary team for that promotion really excited about that some great great matches including an AE 
AEW heavy main event that saw the factory take on the work horsemen. Some great, great moments. The full show will end up on YouTube very, very soon, and we'll keep you posted on that. Until next time, family, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, the EP, John Murray. I am Gerard Bonner, and this is The Faction. I lead my 